1: Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. 319. We're almost at 320. Can you imagine we're at 420?
0: Can you imagine how blazed we should be for that
1: episode? (laughs) Can you imagine? Actually... (laughs) I would have to be stoned to imagine.
0: Yeah, what a yeah. Weed have to be. That's exactly yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And we are now in North Carolina, where weed is not legal. North Kakalaka. Which is not. It's just okay. not right. Yet.
1: It will be soon. I it hope.
0: Will be. I hope so. Mm-hmm. I think if it,
1: South Carolina has it on the bill, North Carolina will have South it. South
0: Carolina, the bill. I think, legalized it for medicinal purposes.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Which is amazing to me.
1: Yeah, that North Carolina didn't first. Well, all right. Let's so, move forward off that.
0: Let's move forward. Yeah. Let's move forward. I am really excited to talk about this t- subject today, which is how to stop caring so damn much what everybody else thinks. Maybe it's time for me to get off the mic and just pass it over to you for let's, a second. Let's
1: come over. Come over this way. All everybody, right. Everybody just listen to me for a minute. I'm gonna
0: shove it over there. She's
1: got a lot of amazing things to say. I'm gonna say some amazing things first. Let's do it. And we do an episode that we like to call it's actually a segment, not an episode. Would you rather... So today's would you rather is, would you rather know the date of your death
0: Oh,
1: or the cause?
0: Oh my gosh. I sent you this one. Oh, this one is tough. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. The, the Oh my gosh. Well, I think, God, if I knew the cause...
1: You the, could avoid that thing. I, I would be... Like if it was a car accident or something.
0: Right. But, I mean or what about by a car. what if it was like in Mrs. Doubtfire that it was like, oh, it was the drink that killed him and they were like, oh, an alcoholic. He's like, no, he was hit by a Guinness truck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be cryptic. Like like be careful what you wish for kind of thing.
0: Right, like, oh god. And and then would I if I knew the cause? I mean, if it was something like uh, in your sleep i'd be like great awesome yeah but if it's like a car accident or then you're going to be afraid to drive for the entirety of
1: you know and for that reason i would rather know the date
0: well and then i'm thinking okay so then if it's the date i think i probably would too you could
1: prepare for for death a lot quicker or a lot easier i should say
0: you could have all of your your estate in order well
1: that but also you could mentally prepare for death because you knew it when it was. And you could live your life t- to that point.
0: Right? And then you could be like, screw getting braces for my kid. Yeah. I need to go to France.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's be irresponsible. No. Well,
0: it's just it's that then you, your bucket list becomes something that's so much more.
1: Well, your priorities change. Important,
0: sure. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a, a book that my coach read. And then I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes, too. And I think it's called A Year to Live.
1: Oh yeah, that's a good book.
0: And she she read the book and then also did a program with them. Um right. I don't know enough about it, but where you really truly live your life like it's your like last it's year. last year. And it just changes all of your decision making. For sure. And really your pursuit of joy, like we really go after the things that we really want and we stop fucking around and not taking risks right. and you know, being scared all the time and
1: it's, man, it's it's hard for, for me to get into the space of actually believing that I have a year left. I know. You know? Like, yeah. Just like grasping that concept.
0: Because I always thought when she would talk about it, I would always think, Yeah, but you got, yeah, but but I'm not got gonna die. I got more than eight
1: Right, Yeah, right. Like that you always have that. To
0: really step into that would right. be
1: But this challenging. would be challenging the actual This would be reality. Well, you knew you would die, not in a year, but whatever the date was.
0: I think I'm going to pick that one too. Yeah, me too. You, you too? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we would love to hear what you would rather. And we talk about it every single week over in our after hours community. <sighs> Um, you never disappoint on Facebook. Yeah, so we have this awesome little corner of the internet over in Facebook, and it's such a beautiful community. Everyone's incredibly supportive of one another, and we do a Would You Rather discussion on Monday. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to defend their choices. Mister Smith cracks the whip, and we do warm fuzzy <laughs> Wednesdays. A lot of whip cracking on you Monday. do. You do you're a Monday's little bit. A whip Crack Day? You're a little bit uh, S and M over there.
1: Yeah. I'm the S. They're the M. <laughs>
0: uh oh. Yeah. All right. Okay.
1: Right? Isn't that the way it goes? I don't know. Sadists and masochists?
0: I don't. not I'm not interested. No shame. I'm no, not kink shaming anyone.
1: Don't kink shame.
0: You can't kink shame, but it's not my cup of tea. Not yours. Yeah. Right. fine. Anywho, over in the After Hours, we do a bonus training every single Thursday where I go live and answer your questions. So it's just a great place to get additional support and information and all of that. So come hang out. It's over at thejoyjunkie.com slash club. And that will just redirect you right over there. And speaking of free shit, if you have not gotten in on my free workshop. Oh, wait. Is that a free shit alert? Oh. I think it might be. We interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent
1: free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. Uh, Yeah, it
0: is. Well, I guess you want to do a free shit alert. So we'll just throw that right on. (laughs) Throw it in. Did you see my face? I was like, wah, wah, woo, wah. When's
1: the last time we did
0: one? I know. Give the people what they want. Give them what they want. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so if you have not heard about this, it is a completely free workshop that I have for you. Go to the slash register, and you can get in on all of the goodies. This is truly about if you struggle with perfectionism, people-pleasing, chronic self-doubt, you're always getting in your own way, and you've tried a bunch of other sort of remedies. And you're thinking, God, I've listened to all these podcasts, wrote these books, I've even taken some classes, and nothing seems to stick. There's a reason for that, and I cover off five major shifts that you have to make in order to get you to that place where you genuinely believe that you are enough Mm. and believe in your own capabilities. So again, thejoyjunkie.com slash register, and you'll see the next available showing, and if that time doesn't work for you, don't worry about it. You can either sign up again or watch the replay but be sure to get, get in on that, especially if you really want to make some change in the stuff that we're talking about, like letting go of what everybody else thinks and not being so concerned with your in-laws or, you know, did I say the right thing? Did I, uh, you know, all of that stuff that we get so fumbly about. And you might learn a thing or two. In fact, I think you might want to have your pen and paper ready. Yeah. So that being said, how about we jump in to today's topic? This is one of those topics that is pretty rampant in my industry, and something that I hear from a lot of students, a lot of audience members about the investment in how they are received from other people. Whether it is family members, that's a huge trigger for most people. Yeah. What do my fa- what does my family think of me, or my choices, or my f- my spouse, or whatever? There's also a huge investment in workplace or colleagues. How do I appear to other people? Hmm. And it's really interesting because I think that we all resonate with different monikers, right? So there are some people who highly identify as I am a people pleaser. And you know the first thing I'm going to tell you is to stop claiming that, stop identifying as that. At least say I am working on relinquishing yeah. my people-pleasing behavior. Works or it's power, for sure. Exactly. And if you keep saying, I am a pe- people-pleaser, you're likely going to continue that same behavior. So yeah. at least say, I'm a recovering people-pleaser. <laughs> but I find that there's other people who think, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not a people-pleaser at all. But I'm totally invested in what other people think. I totally care about what other people think. To me, they're extremely synonymous. Because... Yeah. If you are so invested on over there, how things are landing over there, either information you are sharing with somebody or how somebody else perceives you and your actions or your behavior, you are concerned externally. It's making other people happy, concerned about their Mm well-being, their perception, and not... At all a focus on are you just fucking proud of who you are yeah are you pleased with your behavior do you think that you have been ill intended or behaved from a place of malice Hmm. but we don't usually do that we don't check in with self so we're going to talk a lot about that today okay instead of the alternative which is constantly worrying about what everybody else is going to think about you and your decisions Hmm. okay The first place to start is I want you to acknowledge, and this is huge, I want you to acknowledge that you cannot control other people. You are responsible for your intention, not your reception. Mm. I have said this many, many, many times on the pod, and I want to give you a very real world example of this. Just to really nail it home because what usually happens when we are so invested in what other people think is we will twist and contort and change our behavior or what we say or what we don't say in hopes that the other person will do, say, or feel something. Like we try to make them feel something. We try to control their perspective. And that is a beast because we can't. We absolutely cannot. Yet our self-talk often says, oh, there must be something else I can do. Or maybe if I say it this way, or maybe if I pretend I like basketball, or maybe if I don't tell my parents how I really feel about having children, or all of these things, then maybe they will like me. Then maybe there won't be any awkward opposition or uncomfortable moment. Hmm. Right?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm going to give you an example. About a little over a year ago, I did a podcast episode about the Trump presidency. And obviously, it was a polarizing topic. Now, if you actually listened through to the entire episode, you'll know that It wasn't about chastising any one political party. It wasn't about telling anybody that they were wrong for believing what they believe. In fact, the whole thing was about how do we communicate with one another and connect even though we have differences of opinion? And what can you do to feel empowered in your own political stance, right? So. It was, I thought, a brilliant episode. I was really proud of it, and I was responsible for my intention. Now, the way that that episode was received was all across the board. I got a couple of people who Insta commented me and said, like, oh, you can't believe you did this. You've lost a listener. You've mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, did you listen to the episode, though? Because I wasn't chastising anybody. I was, you know, and so I was like, okay, peace, bye. Obviously, you're not for me. And so there were some people who thought it was awful and felt extremely passionately about that. There was other people who were indifferent, didn't catch the episode, didn't care, weren't really politically minded, weren't affected by it, really. And then there was a whole other grouping of people who came at me and was like, thank you so much. We needed this so bad. I had no idea how to navigate the holidays. Thank you for doing this.
1: Right. If all over I w- the board though.
0: The reception all over the board. Sure. If I would have spun my wheels to try to make all those different people happy, even the indifferent people, if I would have been like, hey, what'd you think of the, hey, what'd you think about this episode? Is there anything I can do to help? Is there anything, you know, and like people pleased them into liking my content. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's again, trying to make somebody feel something that they are responsible for. I can't do that. Sure. All I can do, all I can do is check my intention. Am I happy with how I have shown up? Am I pleased with both my verbal and paraverbal, nonverbal skills? How my inflection of my voice is? Have I been snarky? Am I proud of who I am? So when I get connected back to that and I looked back at that episode, I could check that off and go, oh my gosh, no, I'm totally at peace with what I did. When I go internal, when I am the new barometer of success, if I let everybody else's opinion dictate the success, then I am, I first of all, I have zero power and I've set myself up for a task that is absolutely impossible. You cannot make everybody else happy.
1: So true. And you never will.
0: That's right. That is so incredibly true. The same is true for our decision not to have children. That reception has been all across the board. Yeah. People who applaud us, people who don't give two shits, people who think it's selfish and awful. All of that has nothing to do with me. I have to check in with how have I talked about this? Have I spoken about it and handled my boundaries in a way in which I'm proud. And that has evolved over the years. I used to be very combative about it and I wanted to fight. And now I just have a more powerful way to stand in that decision and deliver that regardless of how I'm received. Now that point of you are responsible for your intention, not your reception really leads me to the second point of separating how you feel From what is actually your responsibility, you have to give yourself the permission to feel what you feel. This is what you feel the feels. You gotta feel the feels. This is what typically happens. You, let I'll go back to the the Trump episode example. The minute that I see a scathing comment on my Instagram feed, I have an emotional response. Yeah, right. I feel something.
1: The human response.
0: It doesn't feel good for somebody to come at me telling me I did something wrong, mm-hmm. right? That will likely never feel good. And that's okay because that means I am a feeling, emotional human being. What typically happens for most of us in the middle of somebody criticizing or rejecting or not being happy with one of our decisions or behaviors is, is we immediately are so uncomfortable that they aren't happy with us that we do anything we can to make them happy. Yeah, We over-explain ourselves. We apologize. We get combative sometimes and get all worked up and want to kind of fight about it. We typically don't have a healthy response to it. Why? Because we're not taught to be with our emotions in this culture at all. But we are reactionary. So if we start to feel uncomfortable, we think, oh, my God, this has to stop. Do I try to make them happy? Do I tell them to fuck off and I become combative? You know, and it's the fight versus the flight. flight? Mm-hmm. Exactly. But for our purposes today, I'm talking to the people who tend to try to appease, try to band-aid, oh shit, they're unhappy with me. And what I want you to do is I want you to start shifting the idea that just because somebody is unhappy with you and you have this momentary feeling of uncomfortable, oh my god, this is uncomfortable, stop assuming you did something wrong. Stop assuming That Hmm. that person's thoughts and beliefs are more important and valid than your thoughts and beliefs. And in in the major program that that I teach twice a year, we talk about this at length because there is a very real issue of wanting to avoid that pain of somebody being unhappy with you. Hmm. But what you're doing in that moment is you are saying, oh, okay, what you want feel, and need is more important than what I want, feel, and need. That's the subconscious message you're sending to yourself. Interesting. when When you're constantly catering to that other person. Now, that does not mean that you cannot have compassion for somebody else. It doesn't mean you have to be an asshole. Another example. Many years ago, I very kindly, very calmly told my mom that I don't believe in the religion I was raised in and that I actually find it offensive when she continues knowing that and continues to invite me to church. And I said, "I'm sure that that is extremely challenging for you and I can be can very much understand that perspective for you. Please know, it's not my intention to hurt you or to you know, make you wrong or tell you you're awful. My intention really is, is to take care of myself. And I truly hope you can respect that request and not invite me to church any longer. Right? Now, in that instance, will she be happy with that? Fuck no. She's not going to be happy with that. She's going to think I'm wrong. And that's still her responsibility. Mm -hmm. And even though it's her responsibility – Like, I don't need to make her happy. I can't. She's the only one who can make her happy. Even though all of that is transpiring, I can still be compassionate to how hard that might be for her.
1: Yeah, which you voiced.
0: That's right. right? And still not let that compassion be misconstrued as it's my responsibility to make her happy.
1: Mm -hmm. That's what we
0: typically do. We go, I feel bad. I want you to stop saying I feel bad. I want you to say, I feel compassion. I feel empathy. I can feel your perspective. I can understand your perspective. I can see your point of view. Stop saying I feel bad. What you're feeling is pretty much just uncomfortable. You're uncomfortable because you are at odds with somebody. Mm -hmm. And we are not taught To stick up for that in a kind, loving way, period. So, the first piece acknowledge that you cannot control other people. You are responsible for your intention, not your reception. Second, separate what you feel from what is actually your responsibility. Just because you're uncomfortable does not mean you did something wrong. And this is a huge piece of actually allowing yourself to be uncomfortable. We'll touch on it a little bit in the workshop, but oftentimes what happens when we are uncomfortable, we think somebody doesn't like us or they don't, we think we came off weird or we said something wrong. We think, oh my God, I can't be with this uncomfortable feeling. I got to change. I got to fix it. I got to fix it. That's why people turn to booze and they turn to uh, binging out on Netflix for like eight hours because they're with an uncomfortable emotion like, grief or loneliness or sadness, Hmm. we turn to vices because we don't want to feel that uncomfortable moment. If you can just unpack that moment instead of being reactionary, like, oh my God, let me make them happy. If you can just sit there and go, wait a minute, have I really done anything that I'm not proud of? You can separate what is your responsibility and what isn't. Hmm. You look like you've got some wheels turning.
1: No, I'm just uh, processing it. Okay. And a part of me is like, yeah, but Netflix and wine is good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, of course it is. Of course it is. And there I, – I think I have another episode that I'm going to link in the show notes that talks a little bit more about that, like our self-sabotaging behaviors. And – basically what that's about is moderation and it's knowing if you are turning to those behaviors because you don't want to feel or process or deal with something that is very different than blowing off some steam needing it to relax you know and it also is different when it becomes chronic Mm -hmm. and habitual so i'll link to that hours that's right right i'm going to Link to that in the show notes page. So they and I'll I'll do the the Trump episode as well. And I feel like there was one other one, but I'm sure I'm, I'll think about it. Oh, last week's episode, that's right. I wanted to link to that as well.
1: Okay,
0: number three, and this is kind of solidifying what we've been dancing around a little bit here. Create a new definition of success. The old paradigm that you are likely operating under is one in which success equals they approve of me. Success equals they like my choices. Success equals they think I'm valuable or lovable, witty, funny, whatever. We typically weigh how successful an incident is based off of how we are received. I want you to switch that and start going success equals am I proud of me? Have I behaved in a way in which I am proud? Have I shown up in a way that feels powerful to me? A perfect example of this is if you dealt with seeing family at the holidays or you're going into a situation where you're talking to a boss or a spouse or a best friend and you're really invested in what they might think of you. We actually do a whole process of this. Uh, during one week of the tribe and unpack it quite a bit further. The idea is when you flash forward beyond that conversation, so let's say you know you're going to have that conversation tonight. When you wake up the next day, how do you want to feel about the person that yeah. you were? Are you proud of how you shown up showed up? Res- despite how they may have received you, What do you want to say about the shit you can control? Now, that doesn't mean you don't want things to go your way. Of course.
1: But um, just on a personal note, um, I've used this tool. Cool. But I find that when I wake up the next morning or, you know, I'm thinking about this and I I snowball. I start thinking about all the things that happened and what I could have said and what I should have said and all of that. And then I just have to go, wait. Do I feel good about the end result? Do I feel good about the way that I handled yourself. handle myself? Mm-hmm. And if you just take it down to that simplicity, it takes away that snowball. That's right. And it takes away that mind fuck that goes on all the time about, oh, should I have what I have? Blah, blah, blah. Did you feel overall that you were who you wanted to be That's in right. that moment? That's right. And if you break it down to just that piece that I find that personally that snowball stops.
0: That's great. And I
1: can have peace with the conversation. And say, you know what? Or I can go, ah, you know what?
0: I need to clean it up.
1: I fucked up right there. I I I shouldn't have said that or I should have said this. And then you go back and clean it up, like you say.
0: But you do it based off of what you think. Y- yes. Not yes. based off of, oh God, they misunderstood or they see Absolutely. me. Th-. Great, babe. That's so great. And that is that is the challenge, right? It's not that we're not going to be bummed out if our mom doesn't like our choices or our kid doesn't like our new partner we're dating or fill in the blank. It's not that that's not going to suck. That is going to suck. Yes. What you have to understand is that's not your responsibility to force the other person to believe something or see it your way, whatever. That is why – it is twofold. It is looking at what am I responsible for, and that is how I conduct myself, how I handle myself, so that I can say, yes, I am proud of Amy, or I am proud of Mr. Smith, right? Yes. Uh, do you, you don't call yourself Mr. Smith, do you? uh, No, I don't I speak in third Smits. person. I call myself Smiths. Do you call yourself Smiths or Smitty no, or anything? No,
1: I don't speak in third person too often.
0: You don't? No. Oh, I, I do talk to myself. I call myself Smitty all the time.
1: Yeah, Ken doesn't talk like that. <laughs> So,
0: So what I was saying is it's about having that new definition of success being am I proud of me and that that second piece is allowing room to feel what you feel. It will always be our ideal that somebody will see it our way, agree with us, all of that. You're allowed to want that and you're allowed to feel whatever you feel, but that doesn't necessarily mean you are at fault Or you need to go apologize for something you don't feel poorly about. Yeah. All right. Okay. Number four is a little mantra that I love and I've adopted from a colleague of mine. Her name is Brooke Castillo. I will also link to her in the show notes if you're interested. But she would always say, people pleasers are fucking liars. And I loved this idea so much because we think that – putting everybody in front of ourselves, being so invested in what everybody else thinks is somehow so valiant. In fact, I oftentimes will say constantly putting people in front of yourself is poison disguised as nobility. Mm. We Um. don't typically think of people pleasers as being liars or being something negative. But when you think about it, if you are constantly twisting and, and shifting yourself in order to be something you are not, So that people like you or you stifle your authenticity or your beliefs or your true self in order to be liked. You are a masquerading mess. You are (laughs) hiding who you really are. And I would also venture a guess that you want to attract authentic, honest people. So you need to be the person you want to attract, whether it is a soul tribe of of friendships and community or if it's a, a partner, you know, a soulmate. Be the person you want to attract. Being a people pleaser or caring so much about what other people think is the antithesis of authenticity. That's right. It is about deciding, do I want to be who I am? And do I want to be honest about that and still come from a place of love and compassion and deliver that information in a beautiful, loving way? Or do I want to shapeshift for the rest of my life, hoping that people like what I present to them?
1: Hmm. Mm -hmm. And that
0: second option, you guys, which you have to get is that that typically equals misery. How you feel chasing that affirmation, chasing that approval is typically so exhausting and empty. It is wildly more fulfilling to go, Okay, yeah, my mom doesn't like my choices, and I do like my choices. You know, Mm -hmm. I have famously said on this pod that I have told my mom, I don't need you to approve of me because I approve of me. That is far different than how I used to be when I would shape shift and I would tell you, don't say these things, don't be this, don't do that, you know, don't let me really be seen for who I am. Mm -hmm. I need to hide it. At the sacrifice of self, that's the cost, my friends, is you hide you. And I would also go out on a limb saying that the richest friendships, the richest connections that you could possibly have in your life are those of reciprocity, are the people who are also authentic, who also express how they feel, and they do it in a loving, kind way, even if it's in opposition to you. Again, That's great. if you want more on this and you know that there's kind of that inner shit talker going off in your head about why you have to make these other people happy, come hang out with me on this workshop because we will definitely start shifting some of that perspective and belief that you've probably held for a good fucking 30, 40, 50 years maybe. Right? So it takes a little time to unpack. So be compassionate with yourself in your journey and jump over to the slash register so you can be a part of this incredible class where you'll be with other like-minded people who are searching for the same goal.
1: Yeah. We'll be
0: in it together and we can all start relinquishing the people pleasing moniker and identifying as self-loving badasses how about that like let's start it. identifying as that And that, that, let's do that next time you d- want to say i'm a people pleaser i want you to stop yourself and say i am a self-loving badass
1: <laughs> i love it that's, yeah <laughs>
0: that's
1: or cool. whatever
0: just stop calling yourself shit you don't want to be anyway
1: i'm a self-loving badass that's right yeah
0: Hell yeah. Mm hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, I think that's it for this week. Is there anything else you wanted to throw in the mix?
1: Uh, Ah, nope.
0: All right. Well, we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life.
1: Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.